All right, welcome back to another episode of Event Hub's Talk and Block. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. We are sending Street Fighter V off today with a final Event Hub's tier list. I have ordered all 45 characters. John has ordered all 45 characters. Those lists do not match up, but then we have uh, combined our lists, so we're going to go down that list for you. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have some uh, interesting takes here, it looks like, and uh, I think we should just jump right into it. Yeah, uh, but before we get started here, if you can leave a like on the video because once we get to your character and discuss them you're not going to want to leave a like on this video anymore and john and i most likely will not be friends by the time that we are done but getting right into it we have luke at number one head and shoulders above the field this character isn't fair when played against the rest of the cast capcom did an insanely poor job balancing this guy and i don't know if he has a single matchup that he loses in the game he just won Capcom Cup 9, and he generally sucks the remaining fun out of the game when you have to play against him because of how many ridiculous advantages he has over the rest of the cast. If Capcom did one last patch and nerfed this guy, like, it, it just a little bit and did nothing else, it would be a welcome sight. Screw Luke, I hate him. <laughs> I don't have much more to add. I'll just say, yes, he's good at virtually everything he does. Uh, a little bit to a lot bit better than the other person who does that thing really well. And yeah, he's a clear number one on almost every tier list out there maybe number two on some people's but for the most part this is obviously the best character in the game and you don't want an obvious best character in the game yes uh moving on to number two we have dalsam uh this is a Who character thunk. yeah john rated a little higher than i did uh but he's a polarizing character in many circles um some even claim he's better than luke as john was alluding to right there mm -hmm. although his major tournament results definitely do not back this up um dalsam has a strong zoning game for street fighter 5 but he couples this with incredible pressure when you give him the space to set up his traps that is where he really dominates some of his matchups where it can feel just outright hopeless against this character um john why did you place him at number two I had him at number four, just for clarity's sake. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I placed him at number two overall because the, the meta seems to have shifted in Street Fighter V to be something like the best characters in this game, save for Luke, who can do everything. But the other best characters in this game excel at zoning and not necessarily relying on fireballs to do so. That's a huge thing, but if you also have the ability to go in like crazy, like Dalsim can, you've got the best of both worlds, and that creates huge problems for a lot of the cast. At the same time, I think some of his tougher matches have gotten nerfed around him. Matches like Akuma and Kami and those that could zip in on him and really put that pressure on. So Zalsim's really good at two of the most important things, fighting from distance and fighting up close. And then at the same time, he's kind of different. He's kind of wonky. Yeah, we, people have had enough time to explore the character, but not everybody has uh, and because and he's so different than everyone else. Um, that all adds up to with where the meta is now, I think Dalsim really excels. You got to put the time in. He's not easy to play, but yeah. once you figure that out, man, he's really good. Like number very, two good. Yeah, very well said. Uh, definitely up there. Uh, at number three, we've got Poison. And Poison is one of the best zoners in the game who has a terrific anti-air normal, great mobility, and very strong damage. And if you can manage to maximize those abilities, um, she just really shakes up to that near the top of the charts. I had her at number five. You had her here at number three. Mm -hmm. Why did you put her at third? A lot of the same as what I just said about Dawson, Poison can fight you from a very far distance, not relying on fireballs to do so. And a lot of characters have ways around fireballs in Street Fighter V. Uh, some still do well with fireballs, as we'll get to. But for her ability to zone you from very far out, but she can also get in your face and just melt your life bar. On top of that, she's got EX Heart Raid, which draws you close and has you right there. You push a button there, and she counter hits you, and you are done. We've all seen those life bars just melt. The Molotov 
yourself, puts you on fire, whips you a million times, you are done when that happens. So you end up taking a bunch of throws and such, but Poison's always controlling the space. Uh, she's got tons of tools. Uh, yeah, her range and everything. She's uh, Was it Punk that calls her a zoning character with a command grab? He calls uh, uh, like EX Heart Raid basically a command grab because of the way you just get pulled in close and it feels like you're playing against a grappler. You just have to sort of like take a throw or not. Uh, but yeah, she's able to really take advantage of this meta. Yeah, she's one of the more technical characters in the entire game, and she's also the least popular high-tier character in the game. It is a, If you go into a tournament matchup, you'll see a few people like Idom and a few other people playing her, but Poison is one of the most rare characters to see for how high-end she is. That's why I had her at 5th, and I didn't have her a little further up there, because it is so rare to see this character for as dominant and as good as she is. It's rare to see her uh, at the, the latter parts of tournaments. So, Fair. Moving on, we've got number four, which this is where Velociraptor just completely lost his mind uh, with Bison. Uh, he had him at ninth. Uh, apparently, John did not watch uh, the LCQ or the Capcom Cup at all. Uh, I had him at second. John, why the heck do you have Bison at ninth? What What is wrong with you? Okay, so Bison's always been good, and the things that are good about him are still there. His rushdown is still very strong. He's still very annoying. He's still got two of the best V-triggers in the game to just kind of scrub you out and steal stuff away from you. Uh, but where he has a hard time is in his defense and in his mobility. Now, he does have EX Stomp and such, and that's always been a thing. But again, getting back to this neutral thing, Bison's mobility and, and the fact that he has to commit to certain moves to get in close to you, that's a little bit of a, of a, of a nerf to him uh, relative to the rest of the cast. And when you think about him fighting some of these top tiers, if they can keep him out and such, and then his and then rush in on him, he's got a he has a hard time dealing with that relative to a lot of other characters. And so I think that's knocked him down a few paces. Also, everyone and their mother has put Bison under the microscope because he has been such a pain since day one of this game. So like you were saying, not everyone has a poison. You know, not everyone's you don't know, see Dalsims all the time, but you're gonna see ten Bisons every time you get online. And so everyone has really figured out. So he's not getting a way with as much of the BS as he did in the past, and I think that's hurting him too. Yeah, uh, he won a ton of CPT events this final year. Uh, he got second in the, um, the Capcom Cup 9, and he got first in the LCQ. Uh, this guy has privilege written all over him, and he literally applies pressure to the opponent just by standing there, as his core moves are so heavily advantaged, and you don't want to be hit by them, even on block that he can just sit there and stand there and you start to panic because you know that the moment Bison starts hitting buttons, you're gonna go like, ah, and just lose. This guy has very few disadvantage matchups and he is brain dead easy to play. Literally, maybe the easiest character in the game to play. And he's just, oh my gosh, Capcom, what, what have you done? I would tack on too that the addition to V-Shift does something to Bison in the negative because when he's putting on pressure like that, that's one yep. more option that you have against some of those yep. things. So that's naturally going to hit him again. And, and like, you know, he's still a top 10 character as far as I'm concerned. But right. I think that and the other things that I said are enough to knock him out of like the top five range. Yeah, I, I hardcore, hardcore disagree. He's the second best character in the game. His results, his uh, I played this character. He's stupid beyond belief. The only reason he's not number one is because Luke exists. <laughs> but moving on, uh, we've but did got... You have him two overall i had him two overall second right. place uh at number five we here we have guile and speaking of top tier zoners guile took a very different turn here in street fighter 5 as he mixed his zoning skills with very strong rushdown as well mm -hmm. pretty much effective from 
every spot on the screen, Guile lacks nothing in terms of options and the ability to deliver high damage on top of it. He was continually one of the characters you'd see in the latter portions of tournaments from 2017 onwards. While he received various tweaks, it wasn't a surprise for most people to see this Air Force member in the top eight pretty much at every event around. Uh, you were not shocked to see him there. Uh, we had him pretty close in rankings. Um, item at six, you had him at eight. John, what do you mm -hmm. think of Guile? So Guile, again, what I said about Dalsman Poison, uh, he's got very good rushdown and he's got very good zoning, which is a weird pair to have. I don't know if I like that, but that's besides the point. He's good at both, and he's been good at both since forever, too. He was the original guy doing that. Um, that said, he does rely on fireballs for zoning, and his fireballs are still, like, like they're some of the few that are actually effective in Street Fighter V with all the answers to them. But still, a lot of characters have been uh, garnering more and more answers to fireballs, like a certain someone we're going to talk about pretty soon here, too. And, um, and I think that hurts him a little bit in terms of, it, it's not so much that he's not great, it's that there are others that are a little better than him, and that's why I put him as low as 8th. But he's still very, very solid, especially when you get a examples like putting him in the hands of Daigo Umahara uh, he's, he's he's not wanting for anything there are just some characters that can get around what he's doing a little bit and some characters that can just be more effective in their overall kits as good as his is gotcha all right moving on now at number six we've got Rashid uh, I had this character clear up at third John had him at 12th and this is a pretty giant separation there John why did you have him so far back in this listing okay so Rashid has been slowly but surely nerfed and, and he's had so many shenanigans from over the years so and I think I bring that up because that all those nerfs didn't happen just now they've been happening over time but man we have some Rashid PTSD and and when you think of Rashid a lot of times you're like oh man that Capcom Cup with six Rashids in the top 12 or whatever it was um, and, and so He's come from a, a very, very high place, and he's still in a relatively high place, but they have been whittling away at him over time, and not only that, but some of those, uh, you know, some of his abilities pair with one another. So maybe the hurt from something like his crouching fierce punch to control the neutral, you know, he got nerfed on that, but then we did, he didn't feel the full effects of that nerf until another pairing part of his kit got nerfed as well. And I think at this point, those nerfs are starting to add up together uh, where, where certain things and certain gimmicks are no longer available to him that used to be, especially getting out of the corner like he used to be able to do. Um, but one of the biggest things, and, and he's still a great character, but one of the biggest things is he now has has uh, the double-sided uh, sword of a an EX reversal that you can meaty safely. And that is a huge problem for him, especially when you consider how much Rashid players tend to abuse that with, they want to, Rashid players have always wanted to play this character at 100 miles an hour kick it off in fifth gear and see if you can find sixth gear. And uh, now I don't think he's able to do that. And to the extent that you're trying to take advantage of that kind of a thing, do like a light spinning mixer into an EX spinning mixer, he's much more punishable on that. And on, on wake up, you can pressure him uh, similar to putting like, you know, with Ed, Falk, Urien, where you put a meaty light out and you have enough time I, to recover before his EX is, comes out. I think what you're thinking of is when they nerfed the, the um, recovery on his EX spinning mixer, where before what he could do is he could EX spinning mixer you and then he would get, Kazemi off of that um so he could literally that too. yeah um it, his spinning mixer in terms of startup i don't believe has changed it's been 12, 12 frames now yeah it's well i think it's been 12 all along uh, i don't think that's ever changed i did it um 
yeah, uh, we'd have to double check that. Oh, um, well, and yeah. I was doing research to it, and, and that's what I understand. If that's not part of it, well, then maybe this is slightly, slightly wrong. But all that said, I think the character has had to slow down considerably. Um, and and um, similar to what I was saying about Bison, this character's been so strong for so long that he's been under the microscope for so many people. And so a lot of his other gimmicks, like, you know, uh, uh, continuing pressure with some of his whirlwind, uh, and then there's like there's there's gaps in his pressure, people are more and more taking advantage of those. So that's why I have him falling lower. Yeah, I, I have him at third overall. I, I could definitely be talked out of that, that raking um, because he is definitely worse than he was. The thing is, is all of his matchups around him got worse as well. This is one of the, the, the winningest characters in the history of Street Fighter. You want a Capcom Cup. Uh, this this guy is is maybe the most hated character in the entire game um, in terms of how often we had to play against him and other stuff. I probably have some PTSD that's making me misremember the uh, frame data on that. And uh, it, so it, it's probably third. I could see I could be talked out of that. But also like looking around at the rest of the cast, I'm like, man, like this character, what he's done and what he still continues to do is just dominate the game. But uh, moving on here, we've got a big riser up through the tiers. At number seven, we've got Cody. Now, John mm. had this guy at fifth. I had him at 11th. So, John, go ahead and explain to me why you think this is the fifth best character in the game. Yeah, so, and this is, I, I like to try to speak from my personal experience. I have not, since it was at Shazzy who's playing Cody online, like, I have not personally experienced a really good Cody, um, but we have seen them perform and such. And so, I, most of this has been more off of what uh, my research has seen from other people talking about him and watching footage and such. But the big thing with Cody is that he, like Rashid, has been getting nerfed over the years. Cody is getting subtle buffs, and I think they've finally begun to pair together well to add up to more than the uh, than the sum of their parts. Uh, the biggest thing that I've heard people talk about is his damage output and the level two zonk, the ex or the, the ex zonk, the potential that he gets after landing one of those with the the, the corner carry, the oki, and the damage. Uh, it can be a round decider. It starts to smack of the robbery v triggers back in the day. Well, still, we still have kind of robbery v triggers, but it starts to feel like that. His ability there is just so powerful that it begins to eclipse some of the other parts of rounds. Um, so that's probably the biggest thing about. Him. Him, but he's also got things like sway to deal with fireballs. He's got very good neutral and normals. Um, he does lose to some of the top tiers and has a hard time with zoning, so that's kind of restricting him. But all that said, Cody's kind of the guy that's like, you remember how if Abigail got in once before, like in season three, it could be it could be all over. Cody sort of feels like that, but yeah. it's with an EX move instead of a V trigger. Yeah, it, well, in his knife as well, um, that, that has taken over over the pipe. Uh, V-Trigger 1 has become the dominant way to play Cody, and his knife really keeps up a lot of pressure. You can hit confirm like crazy with it. Um, if you did not last, watch last year of Street Fighter V's competitive scene, you might think this is a huge reach to have Cody here at 7th. It's not. A lot of people have picked up this character because he was formerly one of the worst characters, not overall, but like, you know, pretty low, maybe mid-tier at best case. Um, now he has risen all the way up here, and you are seeing numerous people People who have never played this character before or maybe had him as a pocket character now main this character and he is reaching the latter parts of tournaments where that is generally a very strong sign of how how good someone is tier wise so mm -hmm. we, we separate a little bit here on, on our opinions of cody but like seventh is still a pretty decent spot i'm not super opinion. married so. to him either like being yeah. that again it's not personal experience and i hate it when i don't have as much of that as i want so yeah i could i could i could be swayed on cody a little bit but <laughs> Ten yeah. points. Yeah, there it is so number eight we've got ed 
Uh, Ed was Street Fighter V's answer to easy input fighting games, uh, but he spent the vast majority of his time in the game at a very low end of the tiers, either uh, mm -hmm. bottom one or bottom two. Uh, and some people claimed along those lines that, that Ed was much better than we saw, but that did not get backed up in tournament for the most part. There was just a handful of people who played him. That all changed here in these last couple seasons. And basically a cumulative effect of Ed getting just kind of numerous buffs over time. Um, and then the new Flicker, uh, Flicker tech uh, emerged from the community, which is like one of the most hated pieces of tech I've ever seen kind of emerge. Um, I had them a little bit lower here at 14th. John, you had them at 4th overall. Mm -hmm. What do you think of it? Um, I think, because, like you said, Flicker is kind of a busted move. It is a neutral special that can be used. It's safe. It's It's got a, a forward advancing movement to it. Um, if it connects now, one of his big buffs is that he can combo that into uh, the, is it the ball, and, and go into his and go into some uh, bigger damage out of it. Um, so that's something that you are constantly worried about in the neutral when you're playing Ed. But then you also have to worry about some pretty good buttons, as it is standing fierce, where he does the hopping uh, roundhouse. At, I'm sorry standing roundhouse where he hops and roundhouse at you he's got some decent buttons there so facing ed in the neutral is already difficult if you back up from ed you know he's going to start tossing out little you know um, uh, his uh spider-man webs <laughs> at you and such uh it's not comfortable to be there either um and then on top of all of that he's got v trigger one might is is argued to be one of if not like contender for the best v trigger in the game I think you because mean v -trigger two, the, the one that does a guard break right no, um, oh, V Trigger the One, the one where he falls, follows the fireball in. Wow, that's okay. like well, in in this meta where a huge part of it is the ability to get in close, uh, get through zoning, I should say. Hmm. That is, is often a free pass into. Now you have to hold this, and Ed gets to get in on you and get some pressure on you, not for free, but like next to it. Um, and yes, his V Trigger Two is also very good. I think it depends on the matchup where you want to use, but he's got versatility in his V Triggers, so I think that's really good. Um, and then on top of all of that, he's easy inputs. So, yeah. yeah. I was speaking Damn. with Ending Walker about Ed and uh, probably the foremost Ed player. And one of the things mm -hmm. that he mainly attributed, uh, along with the, the new Fleck, Flicker tech, if I can get that word out, is uh, V Trigger 2. He said that when that started to guard break, he said that really changed the dynamic of Ed because you couldn't basically get a free V reversal, v -reversal. out there. And, yeah. and that is where I think V Trigger 2 is actually one of the best in the entire game. Uh, I do disagree very heavily that V Trigger 1 is, is, is great because most Ed players I see do not use that at all. Um, and then Ending Walker actually commented on his uh, EX reversal uh, being just a one button thing and the ability that you can use to basically kind of anticipate people's uh, medias and other stuff with that and then just throw it out there at the right time and just completely disrupt someone's game plan. He, he cited that as very dominant. Yes, it's beatable. Yes, it's like 16 frames of startup, uh, but he he really cited that as like a huge advantage for Ed, the fact that it's just an input, just a one button thing and, and it comes out. Um, so Ed is definitely very, very, very good. Um, and it's just, it's a shock to see him go from basically the bottom of the tier list to near the top here, so. Absolutely. All right, moving on. At number nine, we've got Karen. Uh, I had her at eighth. John had her at thirteenth. Pretty close there. Uh, likely, this is the the overall winningest character in the history of Street Fighter V. Um, but she racked up a ton of victories in the early years of the game and generally stayed around the top in the seasons that followed. Her hit confirms an overall damage while playing a rushdown style, which is a dominant style here in Street Fighter V. It really gave her opponents headaches basically throughout the entire year, if the uh, entire time of, of Street Fighter V, especially if they had the audacity to attempt a tech throw. 
don't tech throw against Karen because you're pretty much Take the dead. throw, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, although her popularity and strength kind of waned in the latter years, um, she remained a consistent, uh, uh, you know, competitor at the highest levels of play. Uh, it, it's, you know, Luke emerged and stuff and people are like, yeah, I mean, I can play, you know, Karen or I can play Luke. Who am I going to choose? That's pretty much why we saw Karen drop off a lot. John, how do you feel about this character? I think Karen has had a very solid base in extremely good footsies from day one. And that has been an honest uh, well, for the most part, an honest way that she has remained relevant and will probably never fall before, below like a certain floor. That said, the meta again is about character. Like, picture Karen. What are Karen's worst matchups? Characters that can zone, especially without fireballs. So remember when Monat came out, it was an absolute nightmare for Karen. Well, now you got the likes of Dalsim poking from forever away. You've got the likes of Poison using the whip and such. Um, Karen can absolutely play footsies, but the characters that don't give a crap about playing footsies or not that much about playing footsies, eh, she's going to have some problems with. And I don't think she has enough in the way of shenanigans, and you need some of those, especially to you know just make your way in uh, to be as effective as others. Also, she doesn't have the best V-Trigger, and this is still a game about really good V-Triggers. So um, all that adds up to still a very solid foundation on footsies, but I don't know. All right, moving on, number 10, we've got Jury. Uh, both John and I had her very close to 13th and 11th. Um, and uh, this is much like Cody because Jury spent most of Street Fighter V's lifespan as a low tier character, but slowly and steadily Capcom built her up into one of the most, uh, um, uh, they took one of their most popular characters and made her into a truly good character. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so easy to dismiss Jury as low tier due to how she needs to build up her stocks um, with her uh, charge kick to be effective. But um, basically what most Jury players did is backdash, charge it up, and unless you were kind of holding forward and, and did a risky move, you generally couldn't clip her and she had the ability to get a stock if she was willing to give up the space for it, to put herself mm-hmm. a little closer to the corner. Couple all that with like one of the more tricky V-triggers to deal with, and then once she got a stock, she can make a lot of her moves safe and very difficult to deal with. And basically, it was a long time coming, and jury players for the longest time said this is a crap character, can't play her, unusable. And basically, here in this last season, she finally rose up the ranks and became a very good character overall in the meta. And then how this game is played, uh, safe pressure is just so valuable in this game, and jury has that in spades. What do you yeah. think of her job? I think the most significant thing that brought the whole puzzle together, and I've had a problem, uh, not like I'm a problem with this character, I've I've had problems beating this character for a long time, and that might just be my character, I don't know. Um, But she finally got more ways to get those stocks, like in the midst of combos or pressure, so she doesn't have to just rely on, I have this extra step to take to back up. Now you still can do that, and that still is effective to a degree, but to the extent that she's now able to get those stocks as she's doing other things that are also beneficial to her, that's going to add up to a lot for her. And she got that in this most recent patch. So um, that all paired with a lot of what you're saying. She's got great rushdown. She's got great pokes. She's got a lot of answers to things like fireballs uh, through her V skill one and through her EX uh, flip forward that, uh, yeah, I think she's a very well-rounded character. She probably has a couple of matchups that aren't the best for her, which is kind of holding her back, but she's really good at a lot of important things in this game and uh, isn't the best, but has the ability to get in on those zoners to an extent, and that's what I think uh, um, brings, that's the glue that holds it all together. 
Right. At number 11 here, we've got Zeku. Once again, we're fairly close on this one. I've got him at 9th, you've got him at 16th. Uh, this is a technical beast of a character. Few players were actually able to unlock his beastly potential. Um, he's a stance character where his old version is basically zoning and his young version is the, the rushdown variant. And um, because Street Fighter V works as a very dominant kind of rush style, uh, a rushdown style game, uh, most people would back up, go right to his young mode immediately and not even use his old version to zone out a little bit. But the best people who use this character actually used a little bit of a balance uh, between these two things and was, was able to juggle both things. Things, especially once young Zeku got his nerfs. Um, but with technical characters, they, they really tend to be hit or miss. You've got to have a very strong player get in there, uh, spend a year or so really dedicating themselves to this process. So this character fell off a good bit um, because his overall power is, you know, it, it used to be a little bit better than it is right now. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think 11th is a bad ranking for him. John, how do you feel? Yeah, I'm not super married to this either, but that uh, Zeku is kind of off radar relative to a lot of others because, like you said, he's intimidating to play, so you don't see a ton of high-level players uh, take him under their wing. Now, we have seen a handful, and they've done really well with him. He's also two characters with essentially two sets of, of abilities, and there's a lot of versatility there. He is restricted to having to uh, navigate between those, and that's a little bit of a nerf. If he's in his old form, or if he's in his young form, his, his anti-airs, he's got some, but they're not as good. Good, and that's always been an issue for him. Uh, I think on paper, Zeku's potential is probably through the roof, but to realize that potential is very difficult. And though we have seen some players do well, he's, he's, he's performed at top eight at Evo at times. Uh, where he's at now, I think that... Um, He's okay, but again, he's not necessarily the best when it comes to this meta, and there are other characters that you could put your time in and probably get better results with quicker, and I think that's what we're seeing our, our community relatively doing. Yeah. That's it, a thing. Yeah, it's, 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 these technical characters in this game are a heavy disadvantage because Street Fighter V is just uh, all about that, that juggling pin kind of thing. Uh, if you play an easier-to-play character, something like you know a Bison or a Nikali or a Kami, you have an advantage over the field because they have so many more things they need to think about, and that's, I think, as you said, said why Zeku has fallen off. Uh, moving on here at number 12, we've got Chun-Li. This character is the definition of overhyped. Uh, look no further than John's ranking of 6. I had her at 20th um, because outside of season 1, this character you know, did not win practically at all. Like She won a few events along the way, but everyone looked at her buffs on paper and said, oh, this is going to be one of the most dominant characters, an incredible fighter, all this other kind of stuff. And then her results just were never there compared to the hype. John, I'll turn it right over to you. How do you feel about her? I want to tell everybody that it's okay to disagree with your boss when they're wrong. And that's <laughs> one of these instances. Uh, Chun-Li, uh, I've, I've always said that Karen has the best footsies in the game. Chun-Li, she might not have better footsies or not than Karen. I think it's fairly moot. I think what she can do with her footsies is better than Karen at this point. Um, and that's the significant thing here. But I would say she's one of, if not the best footsie character in the game. Um, and in, in no small way because of the range she has on her pokes. It's not Dalsim, but <laughs> hot damn, she's, she's there. And then she has so much damage output especially paired with her routes into V-Trigger 2. And, and I think we've seen enough Chun-Li's. I'm sure everyone knows what I'm talking about when you say like dealing with her V-Trigger 2 can be a very big pain. Um, the situations that she gets at in like a knockdown and then she's got it on you on your wake up. Chun-Li is 
difficult to play. She's got a, she's always a character that has a lot of juggling pins. She usually has different anti-airs for different angles and stuff along those lines, but we've had enough time and enough focus on Chun-Li. She's a regularly played character that we are starting to see her played at, uh, at her optimal potential. And with as many tools as she has and with the players that can put these all together, she's really good. Uh, she's not the best. She struggles in certain uh, matchups to maybe get close and things like that. But ultimately, when she does get in, she takes a huge... She, she's very good at taking advantage of that, very good at converting it all. And uh, so I think she adds up to one of the best in the game. And this is why I disagree so much with this thing, is that this is all fundamentally on paper, what, what Velociraptor laid out here, but where are the results? Where are the Chun-Li players that are dominating the scene to put her They're up? They're practicing as... Street Fighter Six. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. Yeah. But uh, that, that has always been my biggest problem with Chun-Li, the definition of overhyped, if you ask me. But moving on, at number 13, we've got Ken. Um, and John had Ken a little further out there at 7th. I had him at 19th. Um, but but Ken started off Street Fighter V in a really good place overall and progressively got worse until the latter part of the game where he became the best Shoto character outside of Luke. Uh, Ken's I, terrific, I have that exact note here. Best yeah. Shoto outside of Luke. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ken's terrific V-Trigger 2 really opened up some new possibilities for the character where he didn't have to be just completely bat crap crazy and try to murder people um, by just hitting buttons and rushing in and stuff like that. He had a few tactics now where he could sit back and get some hit confirms and basically if you you know did a, a, a bad cancel he could easily go into his v-trigger tool and blow you up get great damage and then get a nice okey situation for him this is an extremely volatile character though um, capable of really explosive gameplay but also has enough tools to play fundamental footsies in a game uh, where that's not heavily rewarded it's usually more the explosive offense uh, so I, i'm not upset about ken being 13th overall like i said i have him at 19th uh, yet i'm at 7th john how do you feel mm -hmm. So uh, first of all, all of those things that you just said, I agree with. Uh, he used to be what I would call more of a 50-50 character. He would run up there and then he'd be in a situation where he was going to do something. And depending on what you did, it was a 50-50 kind of situation as to whether he would have the, the win or you would have the win. And somebody was getting their ass kicked at that moment. But it, cause it was him half of the time, which kind of sucked. That has slowly but surely ebbed away, although he still, well, I'm not going to say that yet. Uh, he has really strong neutral control. He has... Um, uh, a very strong and useful V-Trigger, especially when it comes to thwarting fireball characters. I was talking about Guile earlier. Once Ken gets his V-Trigger 2 stocked that has like a vacuum effect, he's just sitting there waiting for any character to throw a fireball or make a commitment, pop that thing, and goes into big damage and control. And you might not get Ken off of you once he's on you, you know? So there's all of that. He's, he's very able to move forward effectively, not perfectly. But, but especially against those, you know, topper tiers where, you know, you have uh, zoning out with uh, Dalsam and Poison. Ken has some legitimate answers to all that uh, in, in some honest ways. But then he also still has stuff like EX Air Tatsu out of nowhere to check you to make sure that you were uh, there. So he's got this mostly solid base, but he can still go crazy. And that all adds up to something that really works with the current neutral. The answer to have, you know, V-Trigger 2 to Fireballs um, and all that, all all of that is still maybe not as strong as the fact that now he's got this four frame heavy DP that goes half screen out in front of him, which means the four frame moves that used to be safe against Ken are no longer safe because I don't think he has a three frame. So we've all gotten used to 
uh, uh, putting pressure on Ken and oh yeah you can put four frames not anymore and he's punishing you know like Sakura standing light kick he's punishing you that but with DP does he get Oki after I think he does so it's like man that is a massive game-changing tool on top of everything else yeah, it's, it's a good reason why Ken is now a much better character uh, than he was in the middle parts of Street Fighter V. And moving on here at number 14, uh, we've got Balrog. We both voted him very closely to this ranking. I got him at 12th, he had him at 15th. This is one of the easiest characters to play in Street Fighter V and also having a number of dominant matchups with hard counters. Balrog mm -hmm. saw himself... Um, um, around the top tiers from season two onwards. Um, Capcom had to nerf this guy several times to maintain competitive balance because of how powerful his core tactics were and how easy, easy, easy they were to do. And he caused quite a bit of commotion in competitive circles for many players because of this. Um, Balrog's damage for his core combos is among the best in the game. With a very quick high-low ability, he was difficult to consistently react to, especially online. This is a character you need to spend considerable amount of time in the lab to counter, while Balrog players can pretty much master face on the joystick and get wins with them. Uh, Balrog is a classic example of a very, very, very poorly designed and structured character where the risk doesn't even remotely come close to matching the rewards that he gets for just picking this character on the select screen. Hopefully future versions of this character don't model him after a Street Fighter V release because, man, Capcom, did you mess this up? Shoutouts to Bon Chan, you will get on. Man, I hate this character. It, it, in Street Fighter V, I like him in other games. I played him in Turtle. So. How do you really feel, John? <laughs> I remember now. I remember at a Capcom Cup, John losing to, was it Pugera's Balrog, and I've maybe some of the shades of that. Have we not let that go fully? You know, I, I don't I mean, disagree. I don't mind losing to Pugera, but, but like, it, I mean, he's a better player than I am. Like, that's not a problem, but it's just, it's like, it's mostly the online Balrog. Just, I, I can go back and look at their inputs, and I can see the facial impressions on their buttons just all the time. Their, so, their, yeah. Balrog just does a lot of stuff and he does get away with it. Now, they have nerfed some of that. Remember when he had the V-Trigger 2 that you didn't even have to fully get charged for once he had the... I'm sorry, the V-Skill 2 that you didn't have to get uh, full charge for to, to stock it up and then he could just do it and be plus in your face and that was ridiculous and he used to be better than he is now. Um, I have I think he has actually fallen a few tiers um, and because of that. But, again, going back to where the best things in this meta are, he is a horizontal advancing character who's going to do that all the time. It's not a question of if Balrog's getting in, it's when. And what does he do with once he's in? Uh, he's got a lot of damage potential, as you say. Maybe not the best rushdown once he's up close, but it gets the job done decently well. If it were better, then we would be talking, you know, more like John's talking about him right now. But because it's not, you know, it kind of evens out here. Uh, still a very, very good character. It does well, decently well against a lot of the top tiers. Yeah, it just his ability to negate fireballs with the skill one is it's unbelievably foolish um and it's just it's one of the reasons talking street fighter 5's fireball game is it's just so uh terrible um shout out to guild players if you play gil uh, balrog might be the most hated person on the planet for you uh, but moving on we've got number 15 we've got colleen and there's a really big gap here i had her mm -hmm. at seventh you had her at 20th um, she got off to a cold start. Uh, Ten points! Uh, but that all changed once she received her V-Trigger 2 in Season 3. Often regarded as one of the best V-Triggers in the entire game, requiring only two bars to activate. She became an absolutely dominant force once she got that into play. It was very easy for her to get that into play. Um, Colleen became one of the better characters in 2018 and pretty much never looked back once the additional V-Triggers were added. Um, she has terrific normals, solid zoning, great rushdown and escape options, and it's really hard to keep this character in a bad position she's a threat to win any tournament that she is played in john how do you feel about her don't forget she won evo yep. 
Um, and so that's my first thing. She did win Evo, uh, and you're right that she had one of the most ridiculous and silly V-triggers. One of those V-triggers that would stop the action as soon as she had it. And it was it's like, oh, well, I was playing, this was fun, and now Colleen has V-trigger too. Now I have to just wait until that's gone or I'm dead. And that sucked a lot, and Capcom attended to it in some significant ways. The, and specifically, the pairing of her standing fierce crush counter into that V-trigger and into the damage afterwards was where Colleen got a lot of her momentum. Her most powerful tactics sort of fell apart with how they approached it. They left the V-trigger as two bars. We were all just saying, make that V-trigger three bars, so it would kind of agree with all, how a lot of the other ridiculous V-triggers work. They're like, no, we're actually going to nerf it, uh, leave it at two bars, but now it does not have the same utility that it used to and Colleen can have sometimes a hard time dealing with uh, some of the zoning type characters she does have some answers around them but not always um, so I think that all adds up to she was absolutely ridiculous and I would have put her in a similar place to you before the most recent patch from from last year but after that and they went right for one of her if not her most usable and versatile tool that got nerfed so I think that directly dropped her gotcha moving on here at number 16 we've got Falk um, this is a, a decent separation here. I've got her at 18th. You've got her at 10th. John, why don't you go ahead and uh, run down why you think this is a top 10 character? Oh, well, she does excel at that whole zoning thing reasonably well now. Uh, and Capcom has made some of her, a lot of her problems were never that she didn't have good reach or anything like that, but that she couldn't do much with it. And she didn't have the damage, she didn't have the combos. But now, Falk has turned into a nightmare, at least in certain matchups, where she's keeping you away with both normals and fireballs. And then, once you try to get in, if, if you're trying to zone in, like, you, you're going to have a hard time. But if you just hang back, well, then she's just going to be pestering you and has some, like, goofy stuff um what was it i think her her some of her air shenanigans you know not only the like the the tap that she has when when you're on wake up and she can come down and you have to kind of guess which side and then she has like this whole but then she's also got was it like the v trigger 2 stuff where she does like a little flip and it kind of is a is a built-in shimmy she's got good pressure in those ways uh so so she's a, a zoner that can also do some decent damage and then they buffed her v trigger 2 to not be total ass and it's actually usable for her now so all of those things i think add up to uh, and we're also seeing a lot more people give her the time of day and there's actually a, 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 a story on the front page right now <laughs> about a um, uh, it's a cool Falk story it's about husband and wife using Falk you should check that out uh, but yeah all of that stuff I think she's really good at uh, doing certain things really well she still has some obvious disadvantages she's got that DP like on her on her wake up that, that can be a double edged sword for sure but uh, I think she's really increased and I think the players have begun to acknowledge that in player and we're starting to see that even in tournament yeah, um, the biggest thing with her shimmies with V-Trigger 2 is just jab her out of it. Um, standing jab will knock her right out of it. Most of those setups, uh, that's a, a, a... No one had to lab Falk before because no one played her, uh, but now we've actually laughed her and put in some time, so that is a way of blowing that up. Um, I don't think she's as good as a top 10 character. Uh, I think a few other people have got the edge on her, but as you do mention, that the easy inputs, um, her, mm -hmm. her ability, uh, she just got continuous buffs, basically. Uh, once again, took her, like Cody, like Jury, took her from the very bottom of the tiers to the upper echelon. Um, some people, I, I definitely agree with this, that feel like she's a little too powerful for an easy execution character. I generally feel those characters should be a little worse uh, than that. But overall, um, I, I think that we're seeing some nice stuff from Falcon. I'm glad, I, I'm always really happy to see diversity in these games, where if, if you have a, a character that's like bottom tier and they go up and they become a competitive, viable tournament level character, I'm almost always really happy to see that. Um, and especially a character like Falk. It's like, okay, you know, there's she does require skill to play. And, and uh, generally, I'm, you know, I'm pretty happy to see see fault players do well with her. 
moving on uh, number 17 we've got Laura uh, this is a, almost a polar, polar opposite of Falk uh, I, I have Laura at 10th John has her at 19th uh, and here's the thing about it without Idom's incredible tournament placements there's no way this character will be viewed as this strong overall in the meta uh, but I was speaking with Idom at Capcom Cup and talking to him about Laura and he basically said that even from the get-go from season one people were really underrating this character and that's a pretty typical top player tactic where if you think your character is as weak as everyone else says you're probably not going to do that well with that character you kind of have to have a little bit of a mindset of like no I'm just godlike with this character and well uh, it's hard to get more godlike than Idom uh, but this is a character who was dominant in season two and then basically got nerfs from that point on and then v-shift of course had a, a decent impact on her but here's the thing is i think other characters around her got nerfed harder than this character did and i generally think that she stayed in a pretty good spot and mostly here outside of item it's the european fgc who has a dominant set of laura players who are great with the character um you get outside of that region and i don't think it's anywhere near as strong but in that particular region you go there and you're going to see some of the best lower players around outside of item i think she's easily the strongest grappler in the game right now maybe has been uh she can blend anyone okay v trigger one she gets in with that anyone could be dead at that point but she has been nerfed by v, uh, v v shift to an extent and the 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 meta again is not something where you necessarily want to get in and blend i mean that's always a good ability when you have it but i mean what is she going to do against the likes of you know poison dalsim luke all this kind of stuff she has a hard time getting there sometimes and sometimes she's wrong sometimes she goes for a command grab and you neutral jumped and then what so uh, she she plays a little bit of a rock paper scissors although there are definitely setups where she doesn't care if you jumped or not uh, but uh, it, it comes down to the ability to read the opponent a lot and that's why you see some players like idom really shoot to the top of there but even idom does not use laura by herself she's he's got pockets to deal with other stuff and so um and and i've i've disliked laura for a long time i thought she's been a lot more powerful than people widely give her credit for but I have no problem putting her kind of in the middle of the pack at this point for that. And just other 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 characters can do better things. Uh, but what she can do is strong. Moving on here at number 18, we've got Urian. I had him at 17th. John had him at 14th. Uh, one of the best characters throughout Street Fighter V's lifespan, Urian didn't have an incredibly diverse moveset, but the attacks he did have were very, very effective. Uh, mm -hmm. Capcom nerfed him numerous times, and yet never he never really fell far in the various tier rankings. Um, a great fireball, ground pressure, and hard to deal with knee drop spelt trouble for the vast majority of the cast. And then Urian kept getting wins for, for years and years just using these moves, and then throwing one of the most well-researched and difficult-to-handle V-Triggers with the Aegis Reflector, and this character was a thorn in many players' sides. Uh, you often knew which tactics Urian players were going to use, and yet you still couldn't stop mm -hmm. them. It was like, oh, I know that's coming for sure. Ah, can't stop it. Ah, and uh, so I'm really happy to see this guy lower on the tiers. Thank goodness for that. But still, he's a pretty annoying character. To fight. Yeah, um, Aegis was nerfed. And uh, so now the, the startup of it is a little bit slower. And that means that some of the situations that he got from that, which is one of the best V-triggers in the game, one of those robbery-esque V-triggers, um, are not as effective as they used to be. And that's going to hit him right in the V-trigger, which is important in Street Fighter V. Uh, but maybe the biggest nerf to him uh, in this most recent patch as he's had his bully abilities slowly but surely uh, kind of erased away is to his headbutt because now his headbutt although it recovers better it's more vulnerable on startup and it doesn't have as much um, viability uh, on its way out so to speak 
and Urians would use that crap all the time to to basically like it's it's again double-edged sword on wake up yeah it's not the best because you can mediate and still block and then he's gonna get crush countered but through block strings and in certain goofy situations you'd see that move come out and it was it's weird because his knees come up so he like lose he gets weird hurt boxes and hit boxes and more often than not it would work in his favor and then he's in his you know crazy urian situations and yeah they still haven't touched stupid ex butthole knees uh which i is like one of my most hated moves in this whole game because it's like a obvious yeah. shimmy or it's just a built-in whatever uh he's still a bully but they've been hitting like his ridiculous normals his ridiculous like forward moving specials and now they've hit the headbutt and the ages he's definitely been hurt so where he used to be uh, he used to be contention for best in the game now he's sitting around you know top 15 ish yeah, and that's a pretty fair spot for him. It's a you don't want a dominant offensive character like him to have good defensive tactics. So they finally figured out that they should take away the inv invincibility on his ex head. But thank mm -hmm. goodness. Moving on to number nineteen, we've got Seth. Um, we both had him fairly close here. I, me at fifteenth, you at seventeenth. Mm -hmm. This is an absolute monster of a character in prior seasons. Uh, Seth was the ultimate pocket character before Luke came along. Um, he was uh, terrific with his pressure from EX Axe Kick, or just normal Axe Kicks, I should say. Uh, had two very strong V-Triggers and a great set of normals to navigate around most spots on the screen. Uh, if there was a spot on screen that you did not want Seth at, he probably had a normal that would get him there pretty quickly. <laughs> um, and you had to deal with so much pressure. Uh, Seth did receive some notable nerfs um, in some of the balance changes, but... I, was mostly when Luke was added. It was like, well, I want to play a stupid, dirty, cheap character that's overpowered. Well, fireball. Seth was no longer the best way to go about that. You could go and go play Luke, yep. and and that's probably the biggest reason that Seth has dropped off here. Um, mm -hmm. There's just no lack of, of rushdown tools and setups to get wins and other stuff. Uh, and, and Seth is fairly well balanced now because their defense is it's pretty crappy. You know, it's a, and their ability to get in uh, consistently against some of the zoning stuff actually does have some issues. Uh, that's how I feel about Seth. Seth had some bonker stuff upon release like forward throw and could get a um, really good oki right afterwards and then the axe kick was like a character in and of itself and how effective it was because it was shenanigans right just cut cut things short yeah. or, or not mm. um and, and seth got so much traction out of goofy axe kick shenanigans on top of having a really solid toolkit but you know for footsies a great low forward great confirms good damage good corner carry uh some really strong v triggers and now v trigger 2 has been buffed in such a way that you can really use it and those that'll take the time to really learn all of the different routes and stuff that's a really scary v trigger seth also has lower health and that's a big com and another couple characters we're going to talk about here that's a big deal for some of these characters so yes a very solid character but again why play this character when you could have a lot of these same benefits with regular health or even a little bit better versions of some of these things uh so yeah seth's still very strong very solid but is kind of risky and not as shenanigany as before yeah, I asked Sienna about Seth at uh, Evo about uh, the V-Trigger 2 and the setups and stuff that he does because he's probably the best at the V-Trigger 2 setups. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how do you block that? And he's like, you don't. No, no, it's it's <laughs> ridiculous. Like, oh, okay. it's a, yeah, it's a, he's like, it's a guess. Uh, good luck, you know, kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that, that makes sense. So moving on at number 20, speaking of really stupid and other stuff, uh, we've got Cammy. Um, I had her at 16th. You had her at 21st. Thank goodness they nerfed this character. Uh, this was... 
I, I always make this this reference that the CEO of Capcom just loves this character and Capcom had to keep her at the very top, despite the fact that she is one of the brain-dead easiest characters to play uh, in the history of Street Fighter. Um, if you like to mash your face on the joystick and get wins, just pick this character. Shoutouts to Demon Curse. My goodness, I am so happy to see this character down at this mark. This is a pretty fair spot for her on the list. She's still quite good. She's just not so unbelievably easy to play where pretty much like half the, the pro players are playing her, even though they like other characters better because Cammy is just a way better option, just way more powerful and way easier to get wins with. Oh, they they upped her risk is what I think the the most the, the biggest thing here. Uh, they nerfed her health and they nerfed her stun. If she gets tagged, it is a world of hurt. And in this game, where although she is still doing most of what she was doing before, and she's still very, uh, she's got very good maneuverability, she's zipping all over the place, she's gonna catch you a few times. But now, you don't, one time you catch her, you get her, uh-oh, it's bad. And before, if you had to hit her, you know, three times, now you only have to hit her two, or four times, now you only have to hit her three, and I think that's a huge deal. Um, at the same time, how does she do against some of the other top tiers? Uh, okay, not the best. So I think that all adds up to her falling. And and like we've been saying, you've primarily been saying, but I agree with, is that she is easy, relatively easy to play, relatively straightforward. Uh, she does still have those abilities, but you just need to hit your opponent more times, and you're not going to do that every time. And, and so th she feels pretty basically good with where she's at. You know, uh, she has to earn it uh, in a in a more legitimate way now. So she can't just melt you in two hits and have all of this mobility. She's got to hit you, or, and and she also has to worry about getting hit. Yeah, um, shoutouts to to Cami players out there because the same combos that you learned the first week of Street Fighter Five were the same combos you were doing the last you know couple months of playing the game. Because I mean, why why would you have to learn new stuff or uh, even expand your game plan at all because you play Cami? Mm -hmm. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> I did say I hate this character. I hate her in Street Fighter Five. I actually love her in most of the other games in Four and Alpha and uh, Street Fighter Two. I even liked her even though she was bottom tier. Yeah. Uh, just uh, a master class in how to not design a character. Thank goodness she looks so much better. Yeah, in we don't hate. Her in Street Fighter 6 yet. We haven't yeah, played her yet. She looks great. She looks phenomenal. Well, I mean, they actually made her take skill to play. So here we go. Speaking of skill to play, maybe. Uh, number 21, we've got Akuma. <laughs> Once the hands down best character in the game. Uh, we hated this guy with a passion. Uh, we both have him almost at this exact ranking where he is right here. Um, Capcom actively set out set out to nerf this guy's ridiculous tactics uh, that most of the com competitive community could pull off. Uh, once he was the main Shoto substitute for Ryu, uh, because Ryu is, you know, the poster boy of the franchise, but he pretty much has sucked in this game since season one, so most people went right over to Akuma, and then once he got nerfed out of the top spot, they dropped him and went right to Luke, because uh, character loyalists be damned. Uh, we're, that is not what we're here for. Uh, mm, but uh, they, Capcom thankfully addressed a number of this guy's kind of overpowered tactics, but still, his V-Trigger 1 fireballs are amazing. Uh, you can go make a sandwich, come back after you hit with one of those and still get your combo confirmed. Uh, his demon flip is one of the best all-around tools in the game. Pretty much like you. Know, if you don't want to have to decide on anything, just do demon flip. But more than likely, it will have a good outcome on it. Uh, Capcom had to address this guy, like, I don't know, so many times to finally get him out of uh, one of the top spots out of there. Uh, and Tokido uh, said, this character's not cheap enough. I'm going to go play a cheaper character and picked up Luke as well. So anyway, <laughs> thank goodness. Um, this is about where Akuma should be in this game, considering his tool set. He's still good. 
It's just uh, people who wanted free wins that had to look out. Yeah, he he was basically he went through his nerfs uh, a patch ago, and then the most recent one, they just tried to buff up his V skill and V trigger two abilities so that people would play him with a little more variety and versatility. Um, but that all adds up to he's not as effective across the board he's not as versatile as he used to be and he had some of the dumbest stuff i still have nightmares about empty fireball activate v trigger that that destroys the whole concept of the back and forth there and the risk and reward but that's we're not it's over it hasn't been for a long time he also has the lowest health and, and stun just like cami in the game so while he still does have solid tools he still can get away with some bs if you touch him he's really feeling it and a lot of other characters have been buffed up around him so there he is yeah yeah all right at number 22 we've got g uh, now, John, you had him a little bit higher than I did. I'm at 25th because uh, I felt like his V-Trigger 1 nerfs were pretty substantial. He hit him at 18th. Why do you have him up there? Gee, uh, he's definitely been former or nerfed from his former OP ri ridiculous robbery self. That's still there to an extent, but it's manageable. He also has... He's got... He doesn't have horrible defense but he doesn't have the best defense. His spacing with that stupid crouching light punch, which is still a four frame move, uh, uh, it, it just the reach is the significant thing there. And, and the fact that that can turn into V-Trigger 1 stuff. Uh, but you don't even see everybody using V-Trigger 1 these days because it's not as effective as it, as it used to be. He's also burdened with um, having to deal with the level up system. Although now I think if you can get the level up system, he's a very, very formidable character. It's just on the contingency, you know, as is usually the case, these kinds of characters so he's burdened with having to get there where other people just start there uh but when he does he's he's got some really good abilities and um and and pepper in that man pepper in that robbery uh and the potential for it and that's always going to give you something of a floor you know similar to like laura can blend anybody kind of a thing but he's in a you know he's in a kind of a middle of the pack kind of a place now so yeah. gotcha yeah, he was explosive to a fault, um, and he was just heavily complained about because of his overpowered V-Trigger 1. Uh, it led to a lot of G players losing the entire match until the moment his V-Trigger came up and then swinging back momentum uh, in favor of him right when it did. And it's like, yeah, you illustrated this so well back in the day. You're like, you should not win by losing. That should not be what the strategy is. And, and so Capcom made the level up system heavily impact his V-Trigger 1, where if you wanted to get the, all the benefits that you would previously had, you had to level them up a good amount and keep that there without getting the knockdowns. Um, I, I feel like the 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 community kind of dropped this guy a little too quickly. Like I still think he's a, I still think he's an effective character. There's still a number of people who do play him. Um, and you know, you got to see once his V-Trigger 1 was dialed down, um, you got to see how good his fireballs were, some of his zoning, uh, you got to see some of the other things that were actually quite effective about the character and some good variety instead of just low rush punch into fireball into yep. death basically and, and you know that uh, we got enough of that with balrog in season two and laura in season two uh we did not need more of that with g hopefully capcom has learned the lesson here that if you're going to have a comeback mechanic that works like v triggers do don't make it the all or nothing unless that character is like super well designed around that and the capcom has not proven that they can do that and generally speaking whenever they have done that they have reversed those decisions and said hey uh, we need to really alter how this character plays because the community just hates mm -hmm. this with a passion so I, I really do like g overall uh like the the q kind of like a um offspring or whatever he is uh he's a he's a pretty cool character i wish a few more people played him but the people who do play him i really respect and they're they're fun to watch so 
Moving on here at number 23, we've got Maya Main, which is Rose. We both had her at 23rd. Um, she is a very strong zoning character in a game that typically does not reward zoning. Rose finds herself near the kind of middle of the pack of the tier list. Her V-Trigger 2, Soul Illusion, uh, those combos are extremely tricky and difficult to master, and you must constantly walk a tightrope with her of avoiding being caught off guard uh, and then decimated by all the rushdown in Street Fighter V uh, versus throwing her out her zoning moves and tactics and whatnot. It is a really large challenge to play this character. However, she is fun as heck. Um, I really think uh, that a lot of people are sleeping on this character in terms of like just how much fun she is to play in this game and to try to to, to hold off all the offensive and crazy rush down that happens in it. Um, she is my favorite version of Rose that has ever existed. Um, this is my favorite character in fighting games ever to play. Uh, absolutely love this character. I love what she does. Um, she is super well designed. Uh, she could be a little more powerful for how technical she is, but at the same time, uh, as we just talked about, um, zoning is not heavily rewarded in this game. It's mostly in the form of rushdown, and to make a character like this highly effective, uh, you might have to break half the game. Uh, I, I would say that zoning is heavily rewarded if you're if you're good enough at it, and I think she's pretty good at it with a lot of her of her normals and such. Not so much with her fireballs, although she does have some situations where she's going to goad you into jumping where you should jump and, and, and get some damage off that. But she's not doing it as effectively as, you know, the other characters that we talked about higher up on the list. Um, she has a handful of strong uh, little abilities. She's got a pretty good V-trigger, like you say. Um, and, and one of the best sweeps, secretly, uh, in the game. Mm -hmm. I think her sweep yep. is, really, is really good. Uh, but she does kind of have bad defense once you get in, if you can get through. And you're probably going to get through Rose's zoning more than you're going to to get through some of the other characters and and so uh yeah she's she's decent she's good i think uh she wasn't given as much of a of a of a chance as people should have early on but they're starting to find out because of players like you and filipino man and and some of the other zone or some of the other rose players uh, but yeah somewhere around the middle of the pack all right moving on at number 24 we've got Manat. Uh, we both had her very close here, me at 22nd, you at 25th. She is hands down the most technical character in the game and one of the most difficult characters to play in the history of fighting games. Uh, Capcom did not actually intend this initially with Minot, but as she evolved uh, and the legend of her two moves continued, uh, they were like, oh wow, to make this character very decent, we're going to have to add many, 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 many layers of complexity. Uh, and when they did that, uh, and then... and. Uh, uh, her V-Trigger 1 was two bars. She ended up being one of the better characters in the entire game and was winning tournaments left and mm -hmm. right. Uh, after that, she was nerfed pretty decently, uh, making her V-Trigger 1 three bars. Um, and she still kept some of her prior levels of excellence, but the herd was heavily thinned out because having to play a character who's, you know, pretty good, but maybe not one of the best and requires an unbelievable level of skill to do. Most people were not willing to stay with her. Um, so Monat ended up kind of in a, a little bit of a no man's land um, where she's very popular in the community, a lot of cosplay, a lot of people love the, the this debut character, but most people were not willing to put in the time with her because the reward there was just not as as dominant as it once yeah, was. Yeah, and she's got she's got one or two really good things that she does, and they are notable, but it's just not worth it. And then if someone gets in on her, she doesn't have the defense to be able to deal with it. Uh, it it's just it it adds up to Monat. She's good, but not worth it. Not good enough to be worth it anymore. Where she was back when you know season three, when it was that V trigger could get you out of anything. It was again just like G. You know, you give her a V trigger, and then now it's turning all around. Um, I mean, technically, that's that's still, I guess, sort of a thing. But like, it's just there are easier lives to to live. So you have to really like Monat in order to play Monat. Speaking of easier lives to live, at 25, we've got Nikali. John, this is your main. 
what do you think about um him? he's better than he has been as after being you know kind of falling out of the top tiers in the early season one or two i forget exactly which when he fell off the hardest but he's been you know uh, a character that's fallen under the radar that everyone's been able to do whatever he's going to do better and now he's like kind of right in the middle of the pack i still well i don't play very much but i still play him um he's got some fun stuff some of his conversions are legitimate now maybe a little too little too late which is sad he has so much potential it was such a cool idea for a character and story and moveset and everything and then they just r.i.p nicali uh, so I, I just he's solid very middle of the pack uh, doesn't isn't the best at anything that he's doing um so if you want to play rushdown if you want to play you know craziness with command grabs if you want to zone with his you know kind of fireball-esque pound there are better characters to do it with but i'm still hanging out with him i still think he's cool yeah, um, this character had moments in time where he was among the best characters in the game, and thankfully they nerfed him down because he's also maybe the easiest character in the game to play, uh, right there with Cammy and Bison. Um, and and where I'm really happy with this is is Capcom basically figured out that like if you make a character like that dominant, it's just it's a really bad look for your game, um, and really contributes to the people saying like, hey, like your game all looks the same, everyone does the same combos and other stuff like that. It's like yeah, if you take the easiest characters in the game and make them top tier like Cammy and like Bison, everyone's going to play those characters, do the same combos, do the same cheap stuff and whatnot. And this is where Nikali is a very good success story because they nerfed him down, they nerfed him probably too far, but they brought him back up, and now he, he falls right in this middle tier. And if you're going to have an easier character to play that's not a problem make easier characters to play just don't make them dominant and Nikali like it's unfortunate because he's such a missed opportunity for what he could have been and what he actually is but what is actually there is not bad at mm -hmm. all for for where Capcom got with them and it's I actually think he's a pretty good success story in terms of like um, turning lemons into lemonade and I, I think that that Nikali ends up in a pretty good spot where he is very predictable you pretty much know what he's going to do but his tools are so strong that, that you can open people up with them consistently. So I'm pretty happy with where the character's at overall. I really wish that, that Cami and Bison more mirrored Nikali in terms of their spots on the tier list. Um, I think Capcom did a really good job with like basically getting him to where he should be overall. Um, so I'm pretty happy with the character and what they did there. Speaking of happy with the character, at number 26 is Alex. Uh, we both had it. You had him at 26, I had him at 27th. This is the best version of Alex we've seen to date in a Street Fighter title, <laughs> which is a little bit worse than uh, mid-tier, right? And it's outright shocking that all the buffs he received through the years finally added up to a competent character. Alex was notorious for being in the, the bottom of the tier list for pretty much his entire time we've ever mm -hmm. known him. Um, this is just like one of the worst characters. And now at the very end of the Capcom Pro Tour, Alex actually started to show up and win notable matches and have good placements. Uh, and it's pretty bonkers. I can't believe they finally made Alex decent. Um, and his lack of defense is just, oh my gosh, like I, I don't even know how you deal with that. You have to be very patient to play this character. Um, you know, people want to just, you know, dash in and EX powerbomb all day long. And sure, it might work some of the time, but generally speaking, when someone sniffs it out and knocks you on your butt, you're probably dead. Uh, man, I can't tell you how many Alex players I've played where they were beating me for 90% of the matchup. I got a couple hits in and then I killed them. Uh, oof. But um, if you have the patience, if you have the footsies, you can play this character. You need to be very 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 competent in this game and very smart uh, to play him at the highest of levels um, I'm not unhappy with where he's at because grapplers should not be great characters John how do you feel about yeah this? he's better than he's ever been 
Um, it's decent in neutral, but doesn't really like he he'll he'll pester you in neutral, but unless he's getting like a crush counter uh, lariat, which you know an Alex player is definitely gonna fish with, or a crush counter big boot, then he's not getting too much off of that. He's got a way to deal with zoners now with EX Stomp being as effective as it is, but that's you know I mean I think he's got some good matchups, and so he's good as a pocket character, and I think that's what we've seen with Problem X and and the Alexes that perform reasonably well in tournaments, uh, but. He's still got a lot of bad matchups too. Uh, so, so I think you, like you say, you are happy as an Alex player because he's gotten so much better than he was, and a lot of the the things that just made the game absolutely frustrating are not as much there. He's still got some shortcomings, but they're things that you can live with if you're like, yeah, I'm gonna play a, a grappler like Alex. I expect to not have the best tools in the game, and he's sort of found a, a good spot to be in. And like you say, you don't really want the grapplers to be at the top tier because that's gonna make it not fun for just about everyone else. But we have another video on that. You guys can check that out. <laughs> uh, number 27, we've got Ibuki. We both voted her 28. <laughs> Um, one of the most frustrating characters to deal with in the entire Street Fighter franchise because Abuki can end opponents quickly and effectively with the multitude of her mix-ups and ridiculous combos. Um, Abuki has numerous times in Street Fighter V's lifespan uh, where she was considered to be at or near the top of the tier rankings, but her playstyle often proves very grating on the fanbase because it's one of the very much a one-sided nature where if Abuki is rolling on you, there's not much you can do except for hope that the opponent guesses mm -hmm. wrong. Um, and what happened is Capcom saw this and saw how dominant she was and basically brought her down to basically where she should be given her play style. This is very important. When you when you play a one-player game with a character, which we're always going to have characters that do that, right? Grapplers, Buki, other stuff of that, like, of that nature. You have to make sure that they are properly counterbalanced by having opportunities to, to blow them up and you know take advantage of their weak defense and whatnot. So Abuki being a very dominant character is a very bad thing, usually for Street Fighter, but her being about in this ranking means that yeah she's still going to get a robbery she's still going to get her wins there's still a number of people who play this character and play her competently she's just not dominating like we saw in some of the other seasons. yeah she had i mean street fighter 4's biggest notable problem was the vortex and she was one of the, uh, the offenders there that sort of carried over into street fighter 5 in certain ways with her v triggers in both the bomb and the sh uh, shriuken and those are not uh, at all at the same capacity as they used to be. She does have gimmicks that we've seen when they're turned up really high. I don't even say gimmicks. She has tools that when they're turned up too high, she just becomes one player, but they've all been, for the most part, turned down. And those that were giving her the time on the pro level seem to have uh, kind of gravitated to other characters at this point, because if you want to win, if you want to be consistent, you need characters that have different strengths than Ibuki. So she's got like medium strengths across the board with tools that could very easily be overpowered, but because they're very easily overpowered, they have to be paid attention to by developers, and the developers have finally have been doing that, and the result is she's hanging around like average to maybe a little below average. Moving on here at number 28, we've got Lucia. In my opinion, Lucia is a bit of a hidden gem here in Street Fighter V. Uh, in a character <laughs> you ranked people, Lucia um, higher than me. That's crazy. <laughs> very slightly, yeah. Shout-outs to, uh, shout to our friend Thrasher there who plays this character and a number of the people uh, that, that play her online. Uh, we, I had her at 30th, you had her at 31st. Um, hidden gem of a character, and it basically it allows her, um, she, you do not want to give this character space because it allows her to set up her very nasty kick fireball traps and then rush right in behind them and make your life extremely difficult. Uh, once Lucia gets in, it's very likely she's going to drain large portions of your life because of her deceptive normal 
normals, very fast walk speed, and then long combos. Um, most players unfortunately never really got to see top level Lucia play because she got off to a very strong start when she was released and then numerous players dropped her and never looked back despite her receiving some very nice quality of life buffs along the way. Uh, much like Oro, she lives under the title of unrealized potential uh, unless you happen to, to be uh, blessed enough to, to play someone who's very good with character. Mm -hmm. Um, so I used to say that Lucia is a secret top 10 character, I, maybe, but maybe not with where the meta is anymore. And also, it's just not a hill I care to die on anymore. So uh, we have a video about that too, talking about how she's secretly really good. And that was before this most recent shift in, into things where, with where the meta is, where it is now. But I think she's got a lot of really good tools across the board. Her damage output is is surprising every time especially when she tacks on critical art she's got a lot of little gimmicky things where once she's in up on you that you're not going to be ready for because no one really knows the character that well and even when you do they're still kind of crazy uh, she's got a zoning game uh but at the end of the day no one's made it work with her on the high level so fine she's lower tier you happy internet <laughs> You are wrong, John. Anyway, uh, moving on here. Uh, speaking of wrong, number 29, we've got Ryu. Uh, I had him at 29th in my voting. John had him at 32nd here. He started off life in Street Fighter V, um, as he often does in initial releases of the franchise, very near the top of the tiers. Mm -hmm. However, he received substantial nerfs after Season 1, and it um, it came to a close with his fireballs leaving to a lot to be de desired here. Uh, he was never able to get much traction in this tournament window uh, after Season 1, uh, despite being the poster boy of the entire franchise and hands down the most popular character, and that is just a gigantic black eye for Capcom to take your poster boy, your most popular character, and basically relegate him to uh, a non-factor. Uh, and I will I will always give Capcom crap. I love Street Fighter V, but what they did to Ryu was completely wrong, where all the other Shota characters basically outclassed him and outshined him. And the biggest problem here is that fireballs were never what they should have been in Street Fighter V. They were heavily negated by pretty much most of the cast. They give too many characters, too many abilities to just completely destroy destroy fireballs and make them a non-factor and Ryu is the master of fireballs and you and it's like what what and so what they did to, to offset that was make him really good up close or relatively speaking really good up close it got most of his damage there and it's like I'm not even playing Ryu at that point I'm playing some kind of weird hybrid of this character uh, I'm really hoping he's a return to form here in Street Fighter 6 it looks like they're giving him really good fireball options that that fireball uppercut trap stuff that people have been doing since the 90s with Ryu that has to come back that is what Ryu is and he needs to be halfway decent until season 29th two. is not yeah 29th is not a terrible ranking but again it's just it's like you never see him at the highest levels of play that is really a black eye for capcom that should just never happen yeah he's he's sort of solid he's got some fun stuff to, to dick around with uh, i've played some a decent amount of ryu but he doesn't do it as well as other characters and he doesn't do it as well as like you say a poster boy should i don't know should he be middle of the pack should he be like upper mid tier something like that not the best but like you know top 15 probably but where he's at now, just other characters do it better, and he's still got some holes in his gameplay where where it's just like I, I'm gonna go play Ken, or I, even I'm gonna go play yeah. Akuma still. So or or of course yeah. I'm gonna go play Luke. But yeah, <laughs> that's that's uh, what a lot of people say is that um, uh, uh, Luke is who Ryu should have been. But uh, 
Moving on here at number 30, we've got Oro. Uh, John, you had him at 27th. I had him at 36, so I had him quite a bit lower than you. Why do you think this guy Because of his stupid butthole V-trigger. Like, that's his saving grace. He's got some goofy stuff. He's got some abilities in the neutral. Uh, I, I, I think that he's getting he gets away with some stuff. He's weird. Uh, what it ultimately comes down to is he's got a robbery V-trigger, and, and that takes him from wherever you put him to wherever I put him. Uh, this is a character who might be dead by the time Street Fighter 6 rolls around, um, so this could be the last <laughs> time we see Goro, um, but he is an incredibly deep and complex character whose true potential in Street Fighter 5, as you're alluding to, may not be fully realized yet. Uh, as you talked about that, V-Trigger 2 Tengu Stone um, is just so much potential, so much there. Um, but also requiring an equally insane level of execution to maximize the damage and land all the hits from it. Uh, you may have to grow another arm and another section of your brain to tap into this guy's full potential here. Uh, he is a very complex and deep character and may probably not be strong enough to, you know, get that, eke out that potential, to give people enough incentive to eke out that potential, mm -hmm. right? Um, and, and so he does have a tremendous amount of tools to work with, but they all require extreme precision and calculation to use properly. And so that's where Oro falls apart for a lot of people, where it's hard to put together all these pieces and make them worth more than the sum of their parts. Mm -hmm. So I do think that there is a history, uh, a chance here uh, that we look back on, on the history of Oro and see that he's actually a good bit better here than the 30th spot, maybe more closer to the, the 27th that you have, or maybe even a little further up there once some really gifted players get in there with him. Um, but I, I mostly put him at 36 for myself because it's like, I don't want to go on so much untapped potential. I want to go on what we have seen in the results and what we have seen from the player base. Uh, that was more important to me, but I don't disagree that, that this is one of the characters who may have have the most potential left in the mm -hmm. game. Moving on at number 31, we've got Sakura. Uh, I had her 35th, you had her 29th. Um, she had her moments where it looked like she would become one of the better characters in Street Fighter V, but she just fell off like quickly, uh, almost as fast as she gained that momentum and was rarely seen or heard from as the game stretched into its final year on the Capcom Pro Tour. Um, there, are, there are so many characters capable of exceptional rushdown in this game, so Sakura rarely stood out from the crowd because unless you really liked her moveset and other stuff, it was like, well, why not go play Chun-Li? Why not go play Kami? Even though I love Sakura, more than those characters I'm gonna play these other ones because they're better at doing what she does um, she has some really nice tools with like her EX and charged up fireball uh, to apply pressure and a few other things um, uh, the standing light kick four frame like that punishes everything all that stuff is really good I just it wasn't good enough to, to outclass play Ken now it's play Ken yeah. because he's got that same thing yeah. but in a way better way and he's doing the rush down and he's doing like everything Sakura is gonna do Ken's gonna do it way better uh, yeah and and like Sakura I don't have a ton for uh, that she just never really got explored and I guess that's that's up to developers not making her enticing enough in one way or another not easy to do but uh, it's also your job so yeah, yeah. too many rush down characters uh, that are too strong and it just it really it really uh messes up what you're trying to do um so at number 32 we've got akira this is a character actually you played quite i did a what do you think of her so the first thing that comes to mind is her v trigger shenanigans with daigo coming down that's a lot of fun and then she's got the v skill where she launches you into the air and gets to do weird zany air combos that virtually nobody else in the cast has that's a kind of a callback to her uh, original ip which is rival schools 
she she's good though that stuff is shenanigany but it also isn't where the meta is her neutral is okay she's got some good pokey heavy buttons but you really have to space them properly or else you're going to be in trouble for for doing them too close and in order to get whiff punished so her strengths are not in quite the right places to be higher up on the tier list she's good at some stuff but the stuff she's good at is like it's only going to get you so far so that's why i have akira relatively lower yeah um i i she showed a lot of promise out of the gate uh with a handful of pro players picking her up and exploring her options uh the problem was that, that akira lacked much in the way of standout properties uh and unless you specifically loved her moveset there wasn't a ton of incentive to keep playing her um because she was a good bit weaker than some of the other uh, rushdown characters so um still those who stuck with akira i think they found some amazing mix-ups with her uh and tapped into her high damage potential um while tacking on her uh air combos her air combos mm -hmm. were really cool and you could do a mix-up right after that so you did some big damage and then you got a mix up right fun. after you could not really knock people uh, on the ground and just destroy them in, a, in you know like 10 seconds and stuff like that that was really cool the problem is is other characters could do similar things quite a bit easier and if there's an easier character to play who does something similar we know our community is not going to stand for that and akira basically got dropped across the board even though she got picked up like and had really go good momentum initially just did not last for long at all uh which is unfortunate so she Akira. we barely knew him so moving on to number 33 this is the maybe the biggest separation we have on the entire list because i had abigail at 26 and you had him at second to last at 44th yep john what do you think of the big giant I think that what Abigail was good at, what made him one of the absolute top tiers in Season 3, is no longer all that effective in this game. He carries a very big weight of having a huge body, huge hurt boxes, is very vulnerable to a lot of jump-ins, defense isn't great, um, so he's going to have a hard time against Rushdown. He's going to have a hard time against Zoners. Guess who the best characters are in this game? Those that can rush down Zoner do both very well. Uh, he, he can still get some situations where, where he's basically scaring you with his, you know, unblockables and, and things, but like, it, is that even going to kill you? He has to work so hard to get into those places in a lot of matchups. He's got a lot of really bad matchups. I think he might have some good matchups, but pound for pound, man, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't pay off. And then he's also had nerfs to things like his EX run, um, and the, the reach on his EX command grab was a big deal. So it's it what it all adds up to kind of in a nutshell is what abigail has to do to get a lot of um to get a lot of traction going uh, is just such a tall ask uh, and he has so many weaknesses and it, it just doesn't it doesn't come out in his favor almost in any way and then like, like i say maybe in certain matchups he's a decent pick but a lot of the time he's having a real hard time yeah i i still think abigail's pretty decent uh, obviously with his rating um it's storm kubo uh it is an they're still playing this character and we're still playing him actively in the street fighter league um he is not dropped off entirely he is probably just right behind alex if you ask me um in terms of like the best grapplers um but i do think in some cases actually abigail is a better character than alex and again storm kubo and um it is improving that in tournament uh consistently with this character uh he is very much an acquired taste yeah um he is very much not an easy character to play um at the highest levels when people know most of his tactics and other things uh and he is so good at just armoring through like uh, most characters in Street Fighter. You can push them back with specials and with normals, uh, especially if they're a grappler type and really, you know, make their life hell. 
Abigail says, heck with that noise, I'm going to armor through anything that I see that you stick out. And then once I'm in, I have some of the best damage options, some of the best ways to make your life absolutely hell. So yeah. I still think this character is pretty good. He even managed to place a second at Capcom Cup 2018. Uh, I don't think he's great, but I don't think he's terrible. So it's, it's quite an interesting thing, and that's not too... I, I think he was really good in 2018. Oh, yes. No, he was wrong. insanely good. <laughs> but he in 2023, also V-Shift is going to get a, a handful of instances where he was going to have his advantage or be able to take advantage of finally getting up in your face. Oh, V-Shift. All that's well, gone. His his normals uh, actually from those ranges of... Uh, you couldn't V-Shift Abigail a lot of times because his normals have such long range you can actually catch people on the back uh, uh, back into V-Shift if you saw it correctly. So, um, it, yes. With it, like a standing light punch that would do like oh, no, 50 no, no. damage? Um, his um, his uh, heavy punches. So um, his crouching heavy punch and a standing heavy punch. Uh, if you saw a V-Shift coming, you could hit that and then you'd crush counter. And oh, well, if you saw a V-Shift coming, Well, no, no. Yes. I, I mean, it was basically it was basically an option select at that point because you'd do it up close and if you assumed a V-Shift was coming, you, you could pop it. But yeah, it wasn't, mm. it wasn't guaranteed, but yes. Yeah, and and still that's still one more thing that's going to work against him sometimes, uh, and in certain situations where he would have had the advantage, he doesn't have anymore, and just a little bit less for him. Uh, but yeah, I just I, I don't think he plays the game that you need to play in order to win in this game at this point. Number thirty-four, we've got Kage. Uh, Eviler Ryu is a very popular character online, and he was a great alternative cool. to Ryu uh, when the poster boy was among the worst characters in the game. Uh, Kage was heavily outclassed and outpowered by the other Shota characters in Street Fighter V in tournament circles, however, so he rarely received much time in the spotlight. It was okay. Well, I mean, I can play Kage, but why would I not play Akuma? You know, or I can play Kage. Why would I not play Kin? Uh, and then later on, Luke, of course. Um, they all had similar tools um, that were quite. A bit more effective um as such kage really ended up in no man's land uh, where it generally was just people who loved his design and then specific moves and that's why they chose to play him uh when it came to actually time to pick up tournament wins they went elsewhere yeah how do you feel john yeah he's he's fun he's got really cool some of the coolest looking moves and supers and whatnot but he's got relatively lower health as one of these evil characters tend to do and um or evil versions i should say of the shodos and that doesn't like like and what he's good at is some of his rushdown pressure and he's got some gimmicks to get close and, and some really cool combos but i don't think that damage output uh versus his lower health and then also the fact that he's not amazing in the neutral he's okay uh and he can get zoned out reasonably well his weaknesses far outweigh his strengths and so he's like a bottom quarter of the cast character i had him at 32nd john had him here at 38th and then he 34th placement Moving on to number 35, we've got Nash. Uh, at one point in time, uh, it could be argued that Nash was the best character in the game, and then Capcom nerfed the heck out of him. I think Infiltration instead of cut off his arms and legs, is how he described it. Um, and he nearly fell off the radar for the vast majority of Street Fighter V players. However, Capcom continually buffed him after that period of time, uh, and he managed to climb out of the lowest tier rankings uh, to find some okay placements and notable wins in tournament, mostly in South America, but he did win a few CPT events or got very far up the list here in this last season. Um, so that's why I had him at 33rd. I, I don't, you know, 35th is not super far off, 37th is not super far off. John, how do you feel about Nash? He's pesky. He's got some good stuff as far as it's pesky, but you don't usually go, oh my gosh, that Nash combo just did so much damage to me. It's usually like, stop swatting me out of the air, you jerk and after 10 swats out of the air you can get in on him and then he has a hard time 
So I think that's kind of part of it. He's he's uh, he's kind of a zoning type character. Getting a sonic boom out there is pretty good. We can sitting on the sitting on the screen and he can pounce on you a little bit. But even those abilities are not as good as a lot of other characters that have those same kinds of abilities. Uh, he's just kind of pesky at best, and that doesn't win games. So yeah, it, he can frustrate you if you're not ready for certain things. He can do well, and, and in the hands of a really good character or player, well, any character can be pretty good. And, and I should say, none of these characters are absolutely just terrible, just balls. Like all of these characters have some good stuff. I wouldn't say that they're just trash, but relative to the top tiers, Nash is just not cutting it. Nash is uh. <laughs> Number 36, we've got Sagat, uh, and uh, we both voted him here very similarly. I got him at 34th, you had him at 36. Um, mm -hmm. uh, this is a character who never really made his mark on Street Fighter V, which is super unusual to say about Sagat because his prior iterations were pretty much always notable. On paper, Sagat has all the tools you'd think he'd need to compete with fast and damaging fireballs, a nasty tiger uppercut uh, for those who jumped in at him. However, the ability to negate fireballs in neutral was far too much for Sagat to consistently overcome because you take one of his core and most important strategies and you say, eh, that's normally like a 7 or 8 out of 10 and you're dropping it to like a 4 or 5 out of 10. And that makes Sagat players have to rely on like his tiger knee and his normals, which are generally outclassed and outpaced by most of the other cast members and it leaves him in a no man's land of like okay yeah you can play Sagat if you love this character sure go for it but like he just what he has is not particularly strong because it gets beat by most of the other cast members so pretty much you were just left with Sagat players who love the character who are playing him my notes for Sagat are, has some legit stuff, but you have to be really good with Sagat to get much out of him. You have to be really good at reading your opponent, and uh, others require much less work. And yeah, having zoning is, is, is decent now, but if you're fully reliant on fireballs for your zoning, that's that's rough as you were kind of getting at and then he's also not the hardest to kind of goad and, and like you can play at certain ranges where where like he's not comfortable at all and those are fairly obvious on the screen and whatnot so yeah like sagat has some stuff you can get some cool frame traps he's got some really cool conversions out of the anti-air combos and decent zoning but that's not enough to take him very high up the charts on this game number 37 we've got vega i had him at 31st john had him here at 39th um, he started off Street Fighter V in a fairly decent position, but then Capcom inexplicably nerfed him into Oblivion in the second season uh, because he was too mid-tier. They're like, hey, screw that guy. Um, he's not winning anything, so let's nerf him. Um, and he spent the rest of the game's lifespan trying to gain a foothold in the tiers and pretty much never did. Uh, while Vega is clearly not a trash tier character right now, I think his success in tournament is mostly due to the character loyalist and very skilled player base who put in countless hours to make this guy work at the highest levels of play. Uh, this is not a strength of the character it is the strength of the player base to make mm -hmm. this guy get the results that he has had um, as such he falls somewhere in the lower middle part of the tiers with, with uh, quite a few good tools to work with but all of them adding up to less of the sum of their parts mostly because of blacklist or uh, v triggers i think he's got yeah first of all his v triggers are not doing him any favors and a lot of the best characters in this game have v triggers that do them a lot of favors but uh he's got really good neutral he's got really good footsies to poke you with. He can get a good 50 damage at a time out of his footsies. But 
once you get in on him, he's also got some of the worst defense in the entire game. He doesn't have great anti-airs, which <laughs> if you have some of the worst defense in the entire game and people can jump at you easier than they can jump at a lot of others, it's really bad. Oh, well, at least he has V reversal. Oh, wait, that corners him. It's just... Man, he can he can poke you really well. Vega's gonna get you a handful of times with standing medium kick, and no one gives a crap. So that's why I kind of put Vega where where he is. He's he's got a really good tool that just doesn't go anywhere. And um, yeah, that's that. I know so many Vega players um, from prior games who just hated this version of the character. Uh, hopefully, if he's in Street Fighter 6, they, they go back and, and do more of a callback to a Street Fighter 2 Alpha. People love the of, character. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, they, they bring that back. Uh, this was pretty much a failure of an adventure for Vega. So it's unfortunate. Speaking of failures, we've got at number 38, Fong. Uh, except for John had him at 34th. I had him at 43rd. John, you have him quite a bit higher than I do. Why do you think Fong is so good? Uh, because he's still a pain in my ass, man. Like, anytime I see a Fong, I'm never comfortable, and, and I think that has to do with the character I play, sure. He won CEO. So there's that. He won CEO, and he's got some goofy stuff. I think he has some good matchups. I think he also has some terrible matchups. I think his his uh, unique ability with the poison is mostly a gimmick still. So And, and even to this day, I think that he's getting away with stuff that he shouldn't be able to get away with because people are like, oh man, it sucked to lose to that Fong, but I'm not going to go into training and, and figure it out. I'll just, you know, I'll lose next time and it'll it'll suck, but it's like few and far between. So I, I think it's a combination of people don't still don't really know how to fight Fong. He's got some goofy stuff. He's different than everybody else. And so eh, he gets away with some stuff is, is mainly what it is. And they have been buffing him and they have been giving him different options in his V skills and his V triggers. And, you know, you've seen Mono win CEO with him. That's not nothing. Beat yeah. Punk to win CEO with Fong. But, yeah. And Vega whatever from, from Europe is Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vega yeah, was so. in Capcom Cup, right? Yeah, um, so Fong is a zoning character in a game that's mainly designed around Rush Town, something we said before. Uh, and this often meant that Fong was, was underplayed and underpowered uh, for the situations he was presented with. Um, a handful of extremely skilled players who we just mentioned were able to get consistent performances out of this character, but he ended up being the weakest of the entire launch roster throughout the game's lifespan, which is not... A mantle that you want to have. Um, Fong often got the most mileage actually out of his setups and traps. Um, basically, if you give him space, he could throw out some poison and other stuff on the screen, and then he can navigate around that to create a really hard to block scenario um, that was really good and in his favor, <laughs> but very often did not get the space or time to even do that. Um, and so the, the skill required to unlock that stuff and get consistent results out of him, oh my gosh, I really tip my cap to, to all the Fong players out there who were able to do well with this guy. Um, Street Fighter V was his debut, uh, and it's also probably the last time we're going to see this character for quite some time, as he felt really underwhelming all around. And and I, I don't really see a way of making this character good without like easily breaking him is the other and i had that point from back when we when street fighter 5 was first coming out but i do want to share a quick little story uh in one of my very first street fighter 5 tournaments here locally in arizona i played ryu and then fong as a as a as an alternate and got to grand finals against a cami player and switched to fong and won uh after losing with ryu uh because it was just getting away with stuff because no one knew what to do it is gimmicks and whatnot but uh but i won a tournament as fong against cami so well, meh. I am very happy about that. Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of not so happy, if you're an Armika main, uh, we've got her at 39th. Um, few characters felt the wrath of V-Shift more than this 
fighter. Uh, couple yeah. that with numerous nerfs. Uh, and this character went from one of the best, uh, hands down one of the most winningest characters we've seen in Street Fighter V, to one of the worst fighters in the game. Uh, nearly everyone who played her in prior seasons where she was just unbelievable basically dropped her um it was you know just ridiculous how many people like oh yeah i, I definitely play meek i'm definitely loyal to me up oh, i'm not touching that character so shouts to joey and el, Ch el chicote uh those are about the only two people who stuck with the character everyone else just dropped her said nah ain't, ain't gonna do this um i really hated this character for the most part um, because she felt like a a really cheap like roll of the dice character where it's like okay she guesses wrong sure uh she guesses right she's doing a million damage and i'm dead um and it, thank goodness capcom made her options in neutral uh much worse and uh it was easier to uh, just basically deal with the character so she fell off the map quite a bit john how do you feel about her she was a lot of gimmicks. It was, was she going to cut her jump in short and you whiff your DP? Or was she going to jump in this time? Is she going to charge the drop kick all the way or not? And especially online, that can be very frustrating. And then all of her V-Trigger stuff. She's still got some of the best V-Triggers, but you got V-Shift. And um, those aren't as powerful. And, and, and they're certainly not powerful enough to carry her through. Very bad defense. Very bad neutral. Uh, and, and like once they took away more of her gimmicks or made the like the results just not all that great what do you have and, and again grapplers it's hard to balance these characters they usually float to the top and you don't want them there so make them kind of around mid tier float to the bottom mika's just uh, she she doesn't have it where it counts she she's got some crazy v trigger stuff she's got some gimmicky shenanigans she's going to take some rounds from that but she's not going to win tournaments that way i had her at 42nd john had her at 35th moving on here at 40th we've got dan now i had this guy oh. dead last absolutely dead last i think he's the worst character in the game by far. John had him at 33rd. John, go ahead and take this one away. I'm curious why you yep. got him up this far. Well, I think it's obvious to, to if you say he's going to be dead last because Capcom has traditionally made Dan a joke character. And indeed, he has some built-in obvious issues uh, that are, that are uh, put there on purpose to make him kind of goofy. That said, Dan has a few things that uh, really work in his favor. Now, we're not talking about making him a top tier, but we're talking about making him not the worst character in the game. And he's got, first and foremost, a one-bar V-Trigger that has been buffed in certain ways to be more versatile. Hey, that's kind of nice. Uh, but the, I think the main thing that Dan has that goes for him so well is that when he does get in, his pressure is some of the best in the game. Like as far as when you are blocking, Dan is holding you down forever and he forces you to use a V reversal to try to get out. If you know where to do that, if you don't, Dan's going to start hitting you with counter hits, take you to the corner and he doesn't have the damage to really build it up too much, but Dan's will win rounds on you like that. The fact though, that he can put so much pressure on you and make you play those guessing games is actually kind of, uh, of, of, it reminds me of Street Fighter 4. He had some of that ability too with his Dan kicks and stuff. And he had he puts you in goofy situations where you were like slightly negative, but he had to make a kind of a guess and he could throw you in full times. And it doesn't pay off massively. But I do think that that adds up to more than characters like Abigail have or like some of the other ones that I put lower than Dan. So I think that in and of itself, uh, if one bar V-Trigger, by the way, cancels into V-Trigger are a very powerful thing in this game. And Dan's going to get like, probably two of those around with a one bar V trigger, maybe three. So with those kinds of things, with that kind of pressure, I think Dan does better than, and, and also you need to research this character and how many people are researching Dan, similar to like Fong, he's gonna get away with some stuff and his pressure can be really a, a pain in the butt. So um, 
he does have uh, pretty whiff punishy neutral and such he's got obvious faults but i don't think he's the worst in the game not by a lot yeah i i think he's hands down the worst um i this character has basically never shown up in tournament after the first week or two he was out uh, and that's the most damning evidence against him um the fact that like no one plays this guy in tournament or does anything with him in it now what you said that, that a lot of people do not lab this matchup and have any idea of, like how to play against him i completely agree um his dan kicks are very good they generally need to be v reversal to get out of the pressure because of how strong dan is once he pins you down However, that said, once you do lab this character, I think he falls apart entirely. Um, I think that, that it was mostly shenanigans that we saw when people were, you know, winning with Dan initially. It was, you know, people like Punk who could, you know, win with like one hand tied behind his back, basically, when it comes to this game. Um, I really think this character sucks, uh, and I think the tournament results for him are, are highly indicative that he is a terrible, terrible, terrible character. I, I was looking around at some of the tier lists that we've posted by um, Brian F., Punk, which are two very different minds when it comes to this game, um, and then also Phenom and Veggie, and uh, both Brian F. and Punk put Dan in the top 35, so outside of the bottom 10, and the two Europeans put him in the top 25, for what that's worth. Yeah, uh, I people have talked about that. It's just like literally point to any kind of tournament results at all that this character has had uh, on the CPT, and there's nothing. It's like seeing Dan anywhere in the results at all is really rare, extremely rare, uh, the most rare of all the 45 cast members. So it's just, it's uh, I get why people say some of that with his pressure and what he is capable of with whiff punishing and other stuff, because it is really hard to deal with him once he gets in on you. The problem is, is like, who is doing this, like at all? You know, kind of thing, it's a, a theoretical on paper. Moving on, number 41, we've got Blanca. We both rated him very close to this. I had him at 39th, he had him at 40th. He is a very effective troll character in the right hands with a ton of tricks to throw into the match, but he often falls apart at the highest levels of play when the opponent knows the vast majority of the tactics that he can do. We saw a number of Blanca players actually place quite decently on the CPT, um, but pretty much all get taken out of events towards the end as the skill and knowledge base of the opponent showed a much greater understanding of what Blanca is capable of. Uh, generally, you don't want characters based around shenanigans and you know just kind of troll tactics to be top tier. It's a really bad look for your games because most people are going to get very frustrated and annoyed. Blanca tends to be up near the very top of like characters you don't want to play against in terms of how troll trolly annoying they tend to be. Um, so I actually think here Blanca at 41st is a really good look for him because he's still viable. I was just saying about, you know, tournament players being able to actually get to the end of the tournament with him. That's really hard to do with characters this low on the tier list. Uh, so I actually think Capcom did a knockout job with Blanca in this game. Um, maybe his V triggers are a little, you know, a little too annoying because both of them are actually quite good. Um, and he has some very dramatic comebacks at the same time as Blanca. Uh, he's not that great all around. Yeah, I have under Blanca. I have Zany gimmicks. That's it. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna take some rounds. He's not gonna win tournaments. I and it's, I know people like this character. He's one of the OGs from Street Fighter Two. He's he's kind of has his matter of fact seat at the table. But as far as what I want out of Street Fighter, this character does not really fit into it. So I I tolerate him because who am I? But like when it comes to it, I'm like ah, I don't I'm, whatever. It's like he's he's a bunch of gimmicks at this point and. Um, he's kind of playing a different game than most everyone else with some of the movements that he's making and the moves he's trying to do and a lot of them are easily countered it's just a matter of are you ready for them and it sucks when you're not because of just goofy stuff so yeah yeah number 42 we've got birdie uh, we mm -hmm. both had him at 41st, so right on the nose here. Uh, this is a former Capcom Cup winning character, actually just one as a, a sub-character uh, just a little bit ago. Uh, formerly very, very, very strong. 
Birdie received numerous nerfs to its frame data and the spacing of his moves, thank goodness, uh, along with a lot of people putting in heavy lap time against the character once he won Capcom Cup. Um, maybe slightly underrated here because he has some really great matchups against uh, high tier characters, like uh, Birdie really messes up uh, Karen still, uh, does well against Ibuki who's not very high tier, but Ed, um, we saw Mena RD um, bust out uh, Birdie against uh, um, Ending Walker's Ed and just dominate him. Uh, this is why, in my opinion, that Birdie can't be super low tier because he just has a handful of matchups where it's like, ooh, I really don't want to see Birdie come out here. Um, so I, I do like the character right where he's at right now. Uh, this brawler, kind of grappler, kind of cheap character type. Like, he shouldn't be super top tier. Um, generally, it was kind of a bad look. A lot of people complained. I think you let the charge on the complaints on that one, and pretty much everyone's like, yep, Velociraptor's right. Um, and, and so he's, he's in a decent spot for what he is. Um, how do you feel, John? He's got really good footsies for a big character. Or maybe it's maybe it's not so much footsies, but normals, because he pairs those with some what I want to call gimmicks, but I'm not even it's sort of gimmicks, you know, dolphin dive or sudden uh, is it bull rush where he ex forwards with armor at you, um, and and the pairing of things like that plus his sweep and his crouching medium punch and all that kind of stuff is is like that's a scary and legitimate thing, uh, and he gets a decent amount of mileage out of doing that, but he's also kind of slow. He's one of those big bodies and uh, and i think he loses to the toppest tiers you know maybe beats karen mabuki and ed but like you know how's he gonna do against the likes of poison how's he gonna do against uh luke uh he just has a hard time and he's you know fairly with punishable now so uh yeah i, I think that in the hands of mena rd who's one of the best players to read character players and I, i've like been in salty suites or, or you know hotel rooms and stuff and watched him play against people and it's amazing the kind of confidence that he has and the way he makes stuff work he can see what you want to do and with that character you can get pretty far with it and in season two you could win capcom cup with it but if you were mena rd uh now there are some there are some decent birdie players but man they work so hard and they do okay so yeah, yeah. Moving on at number 43, we have E-Honda. I had him at 40th, John had him at 42nd. Uh, capable of extremely high burst damage and offering great up-close pressure once he gets in, Honda had all the markers of a character who could make a heavy impact in, tourna uh, in tournament, but the hype surrounding the character ended up being far more than the actual results he produced. Uh, his mm. neutral play left a lot to be desired as he has minimal defensive tactics uh, to couple with his, his poor neutral and often had to resort to gimmicks to create pressure against characters who could zone him out. Um, it's unfortunate that Capcom took Honda in this direction as like a really explosive kind of like offensive character uh, when he is traditionally known as a hardcore turtle defensive character who lacks mm. a fireball. Uh, that's what Honda mainly should be, and he very much was not that in Street Fighter V, which left a lot of long-term, uh, long-time fans of Honda very disappointed. He's he's hard to fight against sometimes, and he can get away with stuff, and he'll make you second guess doing certain things in certain situations. But all of that doesn't add up to tournament wins. It rarely adds up to whole set wins. You know, he's going to take rounds, he's going to take matches. But uh, his, he's, he's got some decent tools in certain places, but they're not where it needs to be. And, and like you say, like his defense is, is, is pretty poor. He's got EX headbutt, but it's like super punishable. And, and yeah, he just, when it comes to Street Fighter V, uh, Honda just, he's not where it's at. Number 44, we've got Zangief. And this is where it gets really polarizing. 
Uh, John has him as the worst character in the game. I have him at 38th, a uh, little ways up from that. Um, I will just say, and I'm going to turn it over to John here because I'm really curious why he has him dead last. Uh, I think that the hype behind Zangief is greatly exaggerated because this is one of the best Okazemi characters we've seen in the history of fighting games where if he makes correct reads on you, good luck escaping him. Uh, he can literally end you with one SPD and if he makes correct reads from that point on, you're dead. Um, it can be almost impossible to escape this guy. That's uh, true of any character in the game. If they make correct reads on knockdown in their Okies, you're dead. It's very different with Zangief. Zangief is a master of this. Zangief it can specialize in this because of his options with it. Or if you jump back, he's got... Uh, most people do not have a really good jump back air counter. Zangief has that. Or he has his EX air grab. Or he can grab you out of that. That is a very viable escape option in the middle of the screen that Zangief can completely negate which is unbelievable to have that ability for a character. But John, go ahead. I think that his big hitbox, or sorry, big hurt boxes, slow movements, and uh, he's, he's got to read his way in and, um, and doesn't really have almost anything in the way of effective gimmicks to do that anymore. Uh, he, his Okazime is strong. His potential to blender you is there, as is, you know, Laura's, uh, but uh, and I would say Laura kind of has those abilities too, uh, to, to hold you down, but maybe in spades compared to Zangief's, well, not quite spades. But um, I think he has an immensely hard time in certain matchups. Maybe better in some, um, but the big thing is he also gets nerfed by V-Shift. And, and when V-Shift first came out, he had a, a kind of a legitimate thing where, uh, what was it? On your, when you were pressuring Zangief and he was waking up, he could do, EX command grab and if you went for the throw uh, option select to beat his V shift get out of it because EX command grab was uh, not invulnerable to, or was invulnerable to throw but they made it for some reason not that so they took that away from him now and now it's like they hurt his defense and in, in, in Oki in that situation is like one of the things that he had that you could like turn things around on you even like essentially you do his job for him because you go in to try to attack him uh, but him losing that was was huge and I think that unlike Birdie and and well there's a decent amount of Abigails but I think there's a lot of Zangief players out there and so he's been explored a lot and they still complain like they complain you know or they yeah, still say and you know yeah. you see Zangief and you're like oh uh, it's not a free win and like I said no one in this game is absolute trash but man his abilities and how much he has to work for them plus you got V-Shift getting out of it now it's just like what does he have if he had something like Birdie's bull uh, you know EX to get in or, or like a dive or Alex's stomp that'd be something but He's more honest and neutral than those characters, and then still you can get away from him. So uh, that paired with how much Zangief players complain about Zangief and how much he gets played, well, fine, worst yeah. in the game. It, that's you see, this is where I heavily disagree because it, it's a bunch of Zangief players who are doing still decent stuff with the character, just saying he's complete garbage and it's like bullcrap. It's like I'm not saying the character is is great. That he's probably the worst grappler in this game. I'm just saying he's not the, the the worst character in the game. There's a very marked difference with this. And look no further than the CFN stats, where Zangief month after month is in the top ten of most played characters in the entire game. And if he was that bad, he would be sitting down there with like the Monats and the, the Fongs and other stuff like that. Uh, this is a, a master of polarizing matchups. This character definitely loses a number of sets by a landslide, but what they don't talk about is that he also wins some sets by a landslide 
um, where characters have no ability to keep him out. And if they have to get in on Zangief, he is going to make their life very difficult. You talked about his lack of options and, and neutral. One of the best ways of dealing with that is his Beast Go 1, which has a limited number of hits if you just do it correctly. And if you come across a, a Zangief player who is really good at armoring through stuff, the, your ability to keep them out, even with a character like Rose, Armanat and stuff, is far less than you would think. Uh, and then that one time he gets in, his Okazemi, like I said, is legendary. I don't know of a better Okazemi character in the history of Street Fighter than Street Fighter V Zangief. That is the one thing that he has going for him. And as I mentioned before, if he makes correct reads consistently, which is not super hard for Zangief to do because you will watch uh, really top-end players use this guy and just basically steamroll the opponent the one time they get in. So, I, I again, I don't think Zangief is a great character. I've got him at 38th overall. I just I think he's vastly underrated by the community, mostly by Zangief players looking for buffs for the character to restore him to his former power and just saying, oh, look at poor me. I don't have anything. And it's like, no, you've got you've got some decent stuff here to work with still. You just you you want um, you want a, a arcade edition Street Fighter 4 Zangief back, you know, kind of thing. It's like that ain't coming back. You don't need this. You can still win with the character. Look again, no further than the CFN stats where he is consistently in the top 10 of most characters played in this entire game. Yeah, but so is, I mean, Ryu's almost always the number one there, and you got characters like Vega we talked about being super popular, but still just not cutting it. Um, I think you could find a handful of instances where characters are super popular and people are playing them not because they're good enough, but because they want to play those characters, and Zangief's an original Street Fighter 2 that people have come to know and love. So I think that you could attribute his popularity to that more so than, than could, him just not being good enough. You could, but it's also look at the other games he's been in. Or and, being good. Yeah, it's and again, it's if the character's that bad the popularity does not match up with them and again it, it, it just it's uh, i i call bullcrap i call bullcrap on on zangief being that bad the worst character in the game but the people place so it just not the case at all but speaking of our worst character of the game is gil uh had him at 44th second from the last you had him at 43rd just a little bit behind that Gil has a ton of interesting tools that end up being too hard to string together consistently to eke out wins. It's really odd that Gil is a vastly more powerful version of Urien in terms of story canon, but ends up being vastly weaker than his brother when it comes to their gameplay. Most of the things that Gil can do, Urien can do more effectively, namely when it comes to stuff like his knee drop and his normals and neutral. Gil's fireballs have absurdly large hit hurtboxes on them, and the knowledge and spacing that it requires to use them at a high level aren't rewarded enough, and he loses to characters like Balrog pretty much for free. Uh, you might as well just walk away from the controller as soon as Balrog pops up there because there is almost no chance you're winning that set. It's a dang shame because Gil looks amazing in Street Fighter V. He's voiced by Liam O'Brien, who's a very talented voice actor. However, this is a character you're consistently going to struggle to win with at pretty much any level. Uh, major props to the player base out there who's loyal to this fighter and manages to play him as competently as they do because this guy sucks. He's got some cool stuff. He's got some annoying stuff like Nash. He's got some really cool combos that do some decent damage, but uh, I, I, maybe his kit doesn't work with his kit. His stuff doesn't like add to or, or doesn't work in tandem together effectively enough to make him, uh, well, a very good character. He can get some stuff done. He can take some rounds. He can take some sets. Yeah, and I don't think he's the worst in the game, uh, but but yeah, like he's just 
what does he have that's particularly strong? And like, it's a, you know, you think about how he's trying to control space with fireballs, but he's got like okay fireballs in a game where you need really good fireballs for them to really be effective. Um, he's got to paint you in order to do some of his cool stuff. He doesn't have crush counters, so there's that. That's a pretty big deviation from the rest of the cast. He has retribution, but again, you have to paint first. So. Yeah, it's just and, and again, there's another like everybody complains like like that Gil is just so bad or feels sorry for Gil so consistently. So there's that too, and we're not seeing him perform like ever at all in tournament. Has there been a Gil that's appeared in tournament? We, we we've gotten a few second place finishes from him uh, actually. Oh, uh, in, in CPT. Where uh, at? There. Um, I'm trying to remember offhand. Oh, like was... in like in like other countries and like the online events. Yeah, I mean it, it's it, it's happened, but it's rare. It's extremely rare. It's very notable when he is placed. Yeah, and so, and, and again, what he's good at is not the best stuff in the game. He's not zoning you out very effectively, and, and he's taking guesses with his, like, lariats to get in, and if that doesn't work, it's his ass. So uh, it doesn't add up to a whole lot. Yeah. Poor Gale players, man. He looks really cool. Uh, looks can be deceiving because he really sucks. And that is going to wrap us up here. Uh, we know that you have a lot of thoughts. Please share them in the comments below. Tell us about Zangief. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get in there because we, we know that our opinions are definitely um, perfect and uh, beyond retribution. Uh, and uh, But yeah, um, feel free to, to sound off in the comments. Uh, we're just two uh, people up here talking about our opinions about there very um, very fervently in some cases and, and trying to get them out. Um, but we very much appreciate everyone sitting through this and, and walking through this. It's, uh, it's fun doing this stuff, even though it's a tremendous amount of work here. Uh, many, many, many hours and a lot of debates here behind the scenes. Um, and uh, there it is. Do I still have a job? No, you're gone. So yeah. your opinions on Zane. Well, then find long. somebody else to edit. <laughs> Rachel, that's going to wrap us up. We will be back with you guys soon.